podcast. My name is Keenan, joined by Kyle. Kyle, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Ready to discuss these trades and a pretty good deadline, pretty active deadline. So definitely ready. One of the better deadlines. Um, so we ended last pod and I said, we'll be back the next day if Kevin Durant gets traded. And, and then, here we are. And then about, we ended that one around 12, 15 a.m., 128, I look at my phone and I just see Kevin Durant's been traded to the Phoenix Suns. I had to get up for work to be there for like 7 the next day or else we would have done it on that night. But man. I was ready. As I, say, I I wanted to be and I really should have, but I did do the responsible thing even though I should have done the non-responsible thing and the podcast it and got it up and out. But so the official trade on February 9th, it was Kevin Durant and TJ Warren from Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Juan Pablo Valute, I don't know, four first rounds, four first rounders, one of them being a pick swap, a second rounder in 2028, another first rounder, and then a 2029 second too. So there's seven picks, one, four first rounders, one pick swap, and then two seconds. All unprotected picks. All well. unprotected. Um, so the first thing I want to ask you about and kind of take from this is how do you, do you feel they got an adequate amount back for Kevin Durant? At first, no. I mean, if if you would like if Mikael Bridges is the centerpiece, right? Um, and Jay Crowder is who they got back, who ended up going to the Bucks. Um yeah. You know, if you're telling me that's the original trade, the form protected, that's great. Right? But initially, I'm like, damn, I, you know, I would like a DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges. That seems fair enough for me. Yeah. I think you normally, when stars are traded, it feels like they never get enough. And I'm always like, you know, why don't you just hold out until you get the absolute best package? Because someone's going to be desperate enough to, you know, give the firm. Uh, like when Melo was traded to the Knicks from the Nuggets, the Nuggets got quite a good haul back. They got Gallo, uh, they got uh, Landry Fields, they got. Uh, hold on, let me. You got to. They, they got a lot of their core. And uh, there's been a. Like the Anthony Davis trade, they got quite a bit back. The Pelicans, they got a lot back. Like I think that's an adequate amount, you know? Yeah. They got all the picks in the world. Like they got more than they needed, honestly. Uh, the Paul George trade. From the Thunder to the to the Clippers, the Thunder got more than enough back, and Durant's better to me now, even still, than both of them at the time when they got traded. Paul George and AD. Yeah, yeah, Durant's uh, <laughs> out of the players that have moved and been traded over the last decade. Durant's been the best one. Like for me, like, and this is just me. If I'm the Nets, and this would never happen, but if you're asking me where I start, I start with Devin Booker. If it's a Kevin Durant trade, you know what I mean? Like to me, that's adequate uh, a replacement, you know, in a trade that's fair value to me. And if you're not going to give me Devin Booker, then give me DeAndre Ayton and give me Mikel Bridges and then some picks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's me. Um, but the fact that they did get four unprotected picks, that's pretty good. But just on the player end, no, I don't think it's that great. Granted, Bridges has shown he's more than just a 3 and D guy like that's his base a 3 and D guy but he, he's shown his ability to score a little more with the Suns injuries he's shown a little bit of playmaking ability 
with the injuries. Um, but in general, no, I, I rarely think stars, superstars especially, uh, get back their fair return. And, you know, we've had a lot of player movement, especially over the last 10, 12 years. Uh, but rarely, very rarely do superstars of Kevin Durant's caliber get moved. No, and, they, uh, that's they why don't was, really. That, that's why it was so surprising. And we didn't really hear anything. You know, we heard the last thing we'd heard from the Nets after the Kyrie trade was, uh, you know, we're looking to build around Kevin Durant to entice him back for the future. We did not hear anything from Kevin Durant since Kyrie got traded and he was still injured. Uh, should be back, but, but you know, next week, you know, we're expecting him back soon. Uh, so it's, it's really just... Would the last just, star that have been traded like this been Shaq? I mean, obviously Harden was traded, Harden was traded, but like Shaq would have been the last like super duper star. To the level that, to the level that KD is, yeah, I would say probably Shaq. And that one, I mean, they didn't really get much back. They got Lamar Odom back, Karan Butler back. Mm -hmm. uh, Lamar obviously ended up being part of their their championship window. So, I mean, you know, I guess you could say that was fair. But, you know, Shaq in 04, you'd probably expect a little more. But, I yeah. mean, it's just, it's just tough. I mean, we've seen worse superstar trades. Uh, I did see someone tweet out a good point for what – for the Nets to have traded Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. And your best player to show for all that really is Mikel Bridges. Absolutely. That's uh, that's interesting. That's 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 getting washed in these trades, like, especially the Harden one. I mean, the Harden one at the time seemed good with Ben Simmons, but I mean, we've seen Ben Simmons not really pan out yet. And really, at the end of the day, it's going to end up being the best situation for Ben Simmons. Uh, I know he wanted to be in Cali or in L.A., but hey, he's going to be in a big city, big market, and nobody's going to give a fuck about them. Yeah, and no. by the way. By the way, Kevin Durant and Kyrie should be thanking their lucky stars it wasn't the Knicks because, I mean, that just showed you. Granted, I do, like I've said this, I don't watch much ESPN anymore. But I think if this exact situation panned out the way it did on the Knicks, it ends up being 20 times more dramatic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, it have to be. It'd so, to be. I mean, for, the, for them to be right in New York, right in Brooklyn, and for them to not matter – or not, I shouldn't say not matter, but not get the dramatics the way the Giants, Yankees, and Knicks do. That just shows you the net standing. For it to be Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and at one point James Harden, and truly being dramatic the entire four years they were there. Uh, what a run. What a run it was. And what an ending to it for him to go to the Suns and now you know, be a true title contender, which they were here in Brooklyn literally a week ago. Seven days ago, they had Kyrie and KD with Kyrie, with KD looking to come back within a week and a half. And good spirits, what, fourth seed, I believe they are? Yeah. And holding afloat while KD's gone. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's wild to me how fast all of this moved and probably going to sign long-term with the Suns. Or actually, sorry, he's signing an extension with Brooklyn. So he is, unless he wants to be traded again, he'll be yeah. with the Suns. He wanted... I guess there was a report that came out that he did want to go to the Suns, so I think this is the destination that he wanted to. My first thought, my first thought was he definitely could have gotten more. Um, I feel they could have gotten someone like a Brandon Ingram in picks from the Pelicans or something like that, which would have been a better haul back. Uh, obviously, the first, the four unprotected, that's great. You've got the twenty twenty three pick. 
that's not great because the Suns are obviously going to be very good then. The 2025 one, if Kevin Durant is still 90% of Kevin Durant, which is pretty likely, and Devin Booker still Devin Booker, that pick should be not great. That should be like late in the 20s. Uh, the 2027, that's when you start to get semi-interesting because you obviously don't know what Devin Booker is going to be. Kevin Durant at that point probably will be on his last leg or maybe retired, all depending on how much he wants to play, but he's a hooper. So so I don't love it because I feel like the picks that they did get aren't may not be. I mean, we never know how the season's going to go, but off of speculation, two of the first two of the first round picks are not even going to be lottery guy lottery picks but we'll see how that goes yeah you never you never know you really never know it could be a season like the Warriors had right after Clay got injured Steph gets injured Draymond kind of in and out of the lineup there they get the second pick you never know it could be something along those lines and they manage to get some star but if if this Nets run showed us anything you you never know what's going to go on in this league yeah, you just never know. Uh, I mean, we'd heard for a long time how little of a market Kyrie had, and there was five or six teams ready to trade for Kyrie. Um, so yeah, you just never know. Never, ever, 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 ever know in this league. Like I can't stress that enough because you know people will sit there and talk about. It's always funny listening to people, and this is just off on a tangent, but it's funny listening to people talk about like what will happen three years down the road when the NBA just changes so drastically or, or you know, serious injuries happen, i.e. Derrick Rose, you know. Um, or when people, like, will talk in the past tense and, you know, will say, okay, like, when people are talking about such and such career. Oh, well, we knew we couldn't win with him or something like that. Like, talking about Durant Westbrook. Oh, he was never going to win with Westbrook. Well, shit, at the time... <laughs> So, Everyone thought they were destined for a well, ring. Well, you know of course what I mean? they did. Like, they they went to the they had a tough six game series with the Lakers. They lost that year. Then they went to the conference finals, I believe. Then they went to the they went to the finals. They lost in five to LeBron. That's cool. You lost to LeBron, who got his first one, who was a man possessed. Fine. So you had complete growth. You have James Harden, who at that point is the best six man in the league. You've got Westbrook, who is one of the up-and-coming point guards in the league, and then you got Kevin Durant, who's a top-five player, with Serge Ibaka. Then you have Reggie Jackson. Of course you thought you were going to win. The fact yeah, that they didn't win, that's the problem. Like, yeah, and there, and there, were so many, there were so many factors to why they didn't win. Like There was a lot of injury history there that happened. They chose, they chose Ibaka over Harden. That was another huge one. Like they, yep. they, they had a few million dollars. If they could have gotten to Harden, they could have probably kept them both. But they decided, all right, we're gonna give the extension to Ibaka, Harden. You want a little too much for what we want? You'll go and then just become an MVP candidate for the next like seven years. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Though they miscalculated it for sure. But even then, they still could have got back. And there was reasons. They were up three-one against the Warriors. They're, they were up three-one against the Warriors. Exactly. And. And then what happens? They still would have had a chance the very next year, but you know, but then, someone who's now on his fourth team, a superstar, uh, you know, went to the Warriors and changed the course of NBA history. Uh, you know, I really don't want to circle it back to Mr. LBJ. I mean, we talked about him quite a bit on our last pod, deservingly so. Mm-hmm. But 
And I'll say this, that it, he finally felt officially like a Laker, breaking that record in a Laker uniform, because other than that, he just felt like someone who was on the Lakers, you know, yeah. to me. Um, it's just insanely weird that we're going to look back or, you know, the kids now who are growing up, who, you know, will one day look at a basketball reference page and they're going to see LeBron and KD and Kyrie and all these players, Westbrook, Harden from this era, just like played on the X amount of teams. And I don't know. It's weird. I've, I've talked about it plenty of times on here, how much I dislike it or how much I think it sent the league in the wrong direction. And now you're seeing it from a, from a viewing standpoint, but, I understand a couple moves, but like I do, I do get what you're saying, and I do want to make also a point later on about what I feel about the Nets. But I do get what you're saying. Like when you see, like if LeBron never left Miami, and you just saw Cleveland and then Miami for the rest of his career, and then maybe a stint back in Cleveland towards the end of his career or whatnot, that's fine. But or even if you would have just saw Cleveland, Miami, back to Cleveland, and he never left. That would have felt like regular because I've been like, okay, they didn't have anything in Cleveland. He left, he got chips in Miami, then he came back to Cleveland, got chips there, and then he kind of retired and fizzled out. Or not fizzled out in LeBron's case, he's still balling, but it would have just looked right. Or if KD went Thunder, then stayed with the Warriors, and then maybe retired like the last year on a different team, like how people kind of do. It's just it is weird to see a lot of people in their prime. Like when you look at Harden, you're like, okay, Houston, then he went to Brooklyn, then he went to Philly, all within like a small span. Then KD, what? I said within like eighteen months. Yeah, Kyrie, and then Kyrie for sure. You'll be like, okay, so this guy was one of the most talented point guards we've seen, especially scoring the ball. Then he went from Cleveland to Boston. So then he went to Brooklyn. Now he's on the Mavericks. KD went from the Thunder to the Warriors to the Nets to the Mavericks. It's like, it's just really odd to see all these people. And then also Westbrook, a former MVP, he's been on like six teams. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Super crazy, with, especially with Westbrook. Because I just thought about that one too. It's been a, he's a wizard. Obviously, a thunder. He was on the thunder. He was a rocket. He was like, a Laker. It's it's so the much jazz. And I, I've said it before, and he probably won't play for the Jazz. But I've said it before, like how much he's open. The, to it. It, it reminds me of like like uh, international soccer. You know, like the different leagues, the the major soccer leagues around the world, right? Because yeah. that's the case with them. Like you might have a player who plays in the English Premier League. You know, the top pretty much the top league in the world for soccer. Mm. And then three years down the line, he might be playing in the top league in Italy or the top league in Spain. And it's all kind of copacetic and understood over there. I mean, that's what it's basically became in the NBA over here. And it, it's truly become hard to keep up with, you know, especially, I mean, that's, that's already the case with role players. You might see them jump around from, yeah. you know, the importance, but now for stars, I mean, it truly is hard to keep up with everybody, and I'm someone who, for the most part, follows the league on a day-to-day basis. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's just, it is different. I will say that. I and, do. Uh, Go on, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and I don't, this is my thing, and, you know, you can say I'm, I was good for the last episode, but I've just done a lot of thinking with LeBron. I just hear, like, like he does that interview with Michael Wilbon. I don't know if you saw it, but 
or if you maybe I'm sure you saw him answer about how he was disappointed they don't trade for Kyrie. Yeah. And that's literally directly implicating Westbrook. Like that's openly talking about I'm upset we didn't trade Westbrook for Kyrie without actually saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which probably led to Westbrook being so fucking weird on uh, that game where LeBron breaks the record, you know? And AD. I don't know what the, like, something had to happen with those three. AD said that he was upset that they were losing the game, and that's why he wasn't happy in celebrating the LeBron thing. I'm not saying that's true. (laughs) I'm just saying that's what he said. Yeah, we've seen players upset, and that was completely different. He looked like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, I'm just saying that's what he said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Athletes say a lot of things. Like, oh, of course. That's, that's bullshit because he didn't even clap for LeBron when that shit happened. Uh, that's one of the most historic things you'll ever witness. And he didn't even clap. Um, but back to it, like, I just, I think LeBron's an insanely, you can put whatever team around LeBron in his prime and he's going to make them a winner. Of course. But as a leader, sometimes I wonder when, when shit like that and, he just, I don't know. I'm going to be labeled as a LeBron hater, or people might think I'm a LeBron hater if they hear this, but I just don't think he's the most accountable for for the level of player he is. And I don't know. I just, I was going somewhere with this. I was thinking about something else he did. I can't remember the specific situation I was going to bring up, but just how he handles the Westbrook thing, or like when they're losing, he makes it clear that it's not his fault. He's just... He's top, really? top heavy as, um, what yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Like, so you mentioned Cle- him going to Cleveland to Miami, right? Yeah. If he, let's say, and we, I think we mentioned this on the podcast before. Everybody says you'll hear everybody say when they're mentioning class organizations, Miami Heat. All right. So LeBron leaves them. You can't tell me if LeBron stays there past 2014. If he's that far and away, you know, this is my thing with the gold argument. All right. I'm not, it's not so much about LeBron switching teams. It's so much of like, all right, if he is that far and away, much better than the number two guy at that time, it was Durant. And then at one point it was Steph, right? Yeah. If he's that far and away, much better than them. Why wouldn't he be able to stay in Miami and build a contender there? Why would he need to leave and go back to Cleveland? Miami was, you know I, mean? I mean, Miami went, had a bad year. Then they went 500 and barely missed the playoffs. And then, Obviously, Chris Bosh had his health issues, but then they went to Wade had a little resurgence. They went to the semis. They played the Raptors. They lost in seven, I believe, or six, yeah. one of the two. But and like you were, said, both both those years, Bosh is hurt, or then eventually has to retire. You know, and then and look Bosch what look, I mean. Look what Miami's done over the last five years. They've been a playoff I, contender. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They lost on the Jimmy Butler missed a year, two years before. They played LeBron in the finals. Like they went exactly. six with them. So. That's what I mean. Like somewhere, I just I've been a fan of this league since I was a a fucking little kid. And I've seen really since the LeBron jump from the Cavs to the Heat. I've seen it go from why can't this star win to oh this star's not winning because of this this and this. You know, blame being put everywhere else to. To then, like, now people are just, like, OD with it and will, like, say, Luca is not a winner. And Luca's in, what, year four, year five? You know what I mean? So he went Where from, we were- yeah, it was like he went to the Eastern, I mean, sorry, Western Conference Finals last year and ran into a well-oiled Warriors machine. Like, they, their team wasn't beating them. They, if exactly. you thought if you thought the Mavericks were going to win, that just made you think, that's how high you thought of Luca Because outside of 
Luca and Steph, if you want to say Luca's better, sure. But throughout a series, you're pretty much going to cancel each other out. If you're trying to take that yeah. Warriors roster over the Mavs roster, like clearly you Draymond this Clay, is- J- Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Kaminga, Steve Kerr, like. I get them off on a tangent here because we're supposed to be talking about the deadline, but it's just something I've been thinking about over the course of the last few days because, yeah, people are just like, I see people talk about like, oh, Giannis doesn't get the blame. Like, I I, I think I forgot to mention this, Keenan. I might have brought this up. I can't remember, but I think I did bring this up actually. But Giannis had a game a couple weeks ago where he had only eight points but he had like 10 assists and like 17 rebounds. So his impact was still on the game. And people were trashing him, talking about, oh, if this was Braun, oh, if this was Braun, why don't why don't Giannis and Steph get judged like this? And I'm like, all right, first they of do, all, but anyway. they, they do, but there's a reason why. Like, these Braun sexuals hate that LeBron's compared to Jordan. And then we'll get mad that he's held to a higher standard than everyone else. Well, that's the reason why we've always held LeBron to a higher standard was because, A, he was hyped to be that. And, B, he directly compared himself to Jordan with the chosen one with 23. You know what I mean? And, by the way, filled those shoes, more than filled those shoes. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's that's why LeBron gets the extensive, like, you know what I mean? He doesn't get the leash that maybe Giannis does. And by the way, Giannis rarely underperforms. And an 8.17 rebound 10 assist game is not underperforming. It's underperforming for scoring, but you're impacting the game in other ways. And you here's know what the I thing. Mean? It's a regular season game. If you're if in the if in the playoffs you're watching that game and you don't feel Giannis's impact and he plays like and you and you watch the games, like obviously LeBron averaged, I think, 17, 8, and 7 in the finals against uh, the Mavs. If that's Draymond Green, you're stoked. But you're like, okay, Draymond's putting up 17. Like, he's outperforming when he needs to. This is LeBron. Played He played garbage. Played like garbage in that finals. Everyone knows it. Like, your stat, but your stats aren't the only thing that shows your uh, impact on the game. If you watch the game, there are some games where LeBron will put up only 24-11-6 which is not crazy numbers for him, but you feel his impact on the game way more than some games when he scores 35. It really is like how you watch the game and how the game is performed. It doesn't always come down to just the statistical impact that you put on the game. Because LeBron's one of them. Like, Luka can get it. Giannis can get it. Like, they can just get stats just by being themselves, but that doesn't mean that they played a good game or bad game. For sure. And again, I I didn't mean to take us off this tangent, but this has been stuff that's on my mind about NBA fandom. And just I've been thinking about since Durant switched to his next team. So it's like, damn, all right, Durant's now a Phoenix Sun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, another thing to like the likes of Luca, who was fairly hyped coming out. You know, we were told he's the, the best European prospect and directly compared to LeBron. Yeah. And I would say he's more than filled LeBron's shoes as far as the point at Luke, what Luke is what 23? Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's playing at season. about the same level as LeBron was at 23. Maybe not two way, certainly not, certainly not in the defensive end, yep. but offensively, most definitely. And LeBron, up until 2009, that Magic series, mm-hmm. we were giving him a pass. No one was really talking about him losing to the Celtics or anything like that, or why is it, you know what I mean? If If you were talking like that, it was kind of crazy because usually stars do get three or four years in the playoffs. 
unless they got that immediate supporting cast, which is, you know, rare for a young star. Um, but after that Magic series, that's when, you know, people started giving pressure to LeBron. Then he had the next year against Boston where he, he underperformed after his second MB, MVP season. Uh, you know, and that's, that's really where the genesis of it started because, yeah, LeBron was about as accomplished as you could be at, at 25, basically. At 25, he basically already had everything but a ring. You yeah, know, I mean, he so, had two MVPs. I mean, he didn't have a DPOY, but he didn't need one. He had two MVPs already. He had sixty. Yeah. He had sixty plus win teams. He First, had a scoring title. Like, he had everything you could have already at a young age. Much like Kobe, Kobe had the rings already. Much you know like Giannis. I mean? Like that's exactly much what. Like, Gian- that's why Giannis is on that trajectory. I mean, he has. But two Giannis, un- diff- different with Giannis, he came in completely raw. Oh yeah, he, I mean, Giannis, he had to Giannis grow into. Saw, it. Giannis, you maybe saw a superstar potential somewhere in there, but there's a million prospects who come out like Giannis who look like they have superstar potential and never live up. Oh, know? absolutely. He had to grow into it for sure. He Well, not only that, he worked his ass off for it. Oh, yeah. You know? He's got the work ethic. That's kind of uh, what that meant for me. Sorry. Like T-Max, another one who who was a project and then grew into a superstar at some point. You know, the injuries held him back, but. You know, there's a million of those guys who were drafted who never developed. LeBron from day one produced. You know what he I came mean? Came in and pretty much like the, a top twenty player. Like he, like he, his first game was like twenty five, nine, and six with four steals. Like he came in and was like, okay, well, this is one of like the twenty best players in the league already. We haven't even seen him play more than like a, so it's weak. <laughs> you know, if if anybody wants to say like that sounded like hate, like all the shit I just said about LeBron. So be it, but there's been no one before or since like LeBron. Uh, I meant to say last podcast too, like Zion's one of the most hyped prospects since LeBron. And look what he's done in his, what, four seasons? Yeah. He's hardly played. He's hardly played. He's got, what, no playoff runs to show for it, right? He hasn't played once in the playoffs. No, I mean, they, the Pelicans haven't made the playoffs. I mean, they, 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 they did think, last year. They did last year, my bad. They did last year. They lost in six to the to the Phoenix Suns, but they, he yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, and he's played you know, 114 the, games in four seasons. Uh, he didn't obviously he didn't play in 2021 at all, but he's played 114 games. He's playing great. He averages 26 seven in four, so like he's playing on 60. percent So he's playing great on the court. He's just not participating, and that's what yeah. you kind of best ability best ability is availability. So yeah, and compare that to LeBron's first four seasons where. He's playing damn near every game, max effort. You know, I, you know, that's where you got to give props to LeBron, absolutely. Because LeBron missed uh, three, five, eight, eleven games in his or twelve games in his first four years. Yeah, no, he was incredible. He was incredible, and yeah, no, I just think there's so many players who we build up, and I, I think Zion's great, especially when he's on the court. I think he's great. He's unguardable. He's unguardable in a way Shaq was unguardable. Once you get him. Eight feet and in, you cannot do anything with Zion. But, you know, for these, you know, young prospects who come in with all the hype, LeBron lived up to it. Luca's living up to it. And I see people trying to, like, oh, we can't pair, compare Luca to LeBron. Well, I mean, he's the only one since Bron who's, like, you know, done what he's needed and more. You know, he's averaging damn near triple double with 30 points. The next, uh, the next person you're going to have is Wimbenyama because he's going to have that same kind of hype. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be to the level of LeBron, but, like, we all are saying this guy is going to be, like, Hall of Fame potential already. 
So like this exactly. is this is the next guy who has that sort of hype. Exactly. We'll see how he lives up to it. One hundred percent. Um, Let's get back. To the I was say, one, one thing I did want to say real quick was um, kind of uh, like to end your point and wrap it up. Sure. Um, I hate when I hate that people like you were like you were talking about like, oh, Giannis doesn't get the uh, same kind of the same kind of bash or same kind of scrutiny that LeBron does or Steph doesn't or whatever. One, they do just to it's just different because people how people are with LeBron. And two, just because we do it wrong with one thing doesn't mean we always have to do it wrong. Like that's I hate that so much. Like because T.O. didn't get into the Hall of Fame until the round until it's the third time because of off the field stuff, even though universally we recognize he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Let's not make Larry Fitzgerald have to wait three times because of the fact that T.O. had to wait. Like Larry Fitzgerald's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Let's just make him a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like those, I hate. Like people will bring Weird up that. Uh, Fitzgerald was a model. Oh no, no, Fitzgerald was a model. It was the first receiver that came to my mind who's not in the Hall of Fame who's first ballot. That's the only reason why I made him comparison. Come two completely different off the field people, but like I just people hate what. Be first ballot though whenever he's eligible. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. And if he's not, it's a travesty. Like, I don't understand how he would not be, unless he's in a class with Brady, with a bunch of other people. He'd have to be in a super stacked class, and even then, I don't think you could find six or whatever, how many they put in. But just yeah. because no, you do yeah. one. What? T.O. definitely should have been in. Yeah, 100%. And just because, or actually, perfect example is Randy Moss also had some of those off-the-field things, and people were upset that Randy Moss didn't get, that Randy Moss did get in first ballot, even though T.O. didn't. Just because we did it wrong with one person doesn't mean we need to do it wrong with everybody. At some point, we got to be correct. So we got to switch it. So I hate, so because, what? I don't necessarily if the coverage with LeBron was wrong. On Skip Bayless, I agree. But. Uh, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that the coverage on LeBron was completely wrong in the sense of like people weren't pointing out certain things. I mean that if LeBron, and this is because of Skip, I think some of what I mean, if LeBron plays bad or not even plays bad, like makes like a mistake in a game in a regular season game, we'll treat it as if it was Game Seven of the NBA Finals all the time. I know you don't watch like all the shows as much any longer, but that's still a thing. And just because we do yeah. that with LeBron doesn't mean we have they to do, do that. that. I think they do that with a lot of people though. Yeah. And I just, think- I just think um, there are certain things that they, that people do that just because we do it with one doesn't mean we have to do it with everybody else. Like if we're going to be, we got to correct something at some point. Don't just keep, keep being wrong. And they will. On leaves, it's going to be someone else, but you're right. They don't do it with Steph as much. But, I mean, yeah, I feel like, I mean, Skip's the main, Skip's the genesis of how it ridiculous it became with LeBron on all levels. Uh, but then there's times where LeBron will do something or maybe not play great and people criticize and then people are oversensitive to the criticism. Yeah, uh, it's no, rare. It's, it, it goes back, it's back and forth on both sides, like completely and that's where it's kind of made it into a way because then you'll have the people who are the exact opposite and be like, well, well, aren't we talking about this? Or he's not that bad or blah. It's like there's just so much of – like there's not enough people just going out there analyzing the game in a 
and just pointing out certain things. Like JJ Reddick, I feel has done a great job of at least analyzing, regardless if you di- agree or disagree with his points. I feel like he's one of the new people who goes out there, watches a game, analyzes it, gives his complete analysis, and gives stats to prove why he believes what he has. And if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. JJ's all right. I feel like he tries to respond too much to like the skips of the world or like the Twitter verse of the world, but JJ's all right. JJ's all right. But see, at least I, I, from what I've seen, I like JJ a lot personally. And then obviously, like when you're talking like the TNT crew is great, all everyone on the TNT crew is great. Just TNT itself. But yeah, we can get back to these trades because we went. Way yeah, no, left, sure. but that's fine. Got me off on a tangent. We got in a completely different conversation. So KD didn't – I don't think they got enough for him. Now let's move on to do you think the Suns are now the favorite in the West? Depends because, I mean, they're not – Aiden's a question mark because you never know how engaged Aiden is. One minute he'll play like an all-star. The next minute he'll play like just another guy. Um, look, the benefit – of all this is Chris Paul. He is diminished, but he can still be a floor general, right? He can defend a little bit. All they're going to ask from him is defense and distribute. Yep. He doesn't have quickness to blow by anybody anymore, but he can still distribute. Doesn't and, need when, it. and when you can distribute to Booker, DeAndre, and in the pick and roll, and Kevin Durant, and then you've got Durant and Booker for ISO, it's going to be tough to beat. It's definitely going to be tough to beat. I don't um, feel like it's the same for me. This isn't the same thing as the Warriors was for me, but they're, it's kind of the same-ish situation for Durant. And what I mean by that is you have a team that is built already for success. They weren't, as I say, they weren't producing at the, obviously the level of the Warriors where they went 73-9 and and lost in game seven of the finals. But where Durant's job now is just to, he doesn't have to go and be the vocal leader. He doesn't have to go out and... He just he just gets to go out there and play basketball. Like every other little thing, like the war how the Warriors were, it's like, okay, so you have Draymond, you have your leader there, you have Steph who's kind of like he kind of is the de facto leader as well. But you have the organization's kind of there and then Durant's put there, okay, now we're over the top. Not that the Suns were now it puts like okay, Durant makes them they should be the favorites, and they should, and they are the favorites, and they should go, and they should go to the finals. Do I think they will? That's another question. I still have to think about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, we've seen time and time again. It's not a slam dunk like the Warriors were. I knew, like the Warriors, when they got Durant, it was like, okay, this is, this is over. Yeah, they were. This they were is far, over. They were far and away better, and they had depth. Uh, the Suns lost some of their depth with mm-hmm. Cam Johnson. Jay Crowder wasn't playing anyway. Bridges. So, I mean, a lot of that, the defensive responsibility is going to be on Durant. Yeah, you know? that's, that's the difference because in the Golden State, Draymond was your defensive responsibility. He just had to go in there and play a role. He like Durant might be the best defender in their starting five now because of Chris oh, Paul's yeah. age. Definitely is, definitely yeah. is. And Durant was playing defense at a high level in Golden State. Like He was in yes. the house. I don't think he got enough credit for how well of defense he played at the end of his Thunder run, and then all throughout Golden State. 100%. And even in Brooklyn, too. But now he's going to have to step that up to another level. But, uh, well, you know, how we've seen time and time again with these teams who just come together. I mean, we saw it. We mentioned the Heat earlier. That first year with the Heat. Yeah, Braun didn't really show up, but 
it definitely still was weird with him and Wade at the end of games. Like, all right, who's going to do it? You know what I mean? There, yeah. there is something to do that with continuity where you got to know what you're doing at the end of games and, and how to produce. And that's where Chris Paul, that's where Chris Paul is so beneficial because it's not just going to be Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Chris Paul is going to dictate what goes on. That's, so and that, that's, the, that's the silver lining to this. I think Chris Paul is going to be key. That's, that's thing. Thing. He's a glue. If, if they can get stops, then yeah, Phoenix should should go to the finals. You know, Golden State, if this Gary Payton trade goes through, because now he might not go to Golden State. There's there's some the injury. Yeah, he um he had something I never had heard of before in my entire life. He had for an injury, and that because of that he might not be there. Um uh to uh doll shots. Pain with Todor shots. I don't even know. What, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. What well, I'm if they get him back, Golden State's gonna have something to say about it. Um, presently the constructed, and the Nuggets. The Nuggets would be the other team. Uh, presently constructed. I'm not sure. Like if the, the Warriors keep Wiseman and such and such, I'm not sure what that'll look like. Um, I need. But, I need at least. I need the Warriors to see the Grizzlies, and I need the Warriors to see the Suns in the playoffs. Like, I just think that KD playing the Warriors would be, and and the Suns and Warriors already like are building disdain. You put that on top of like Durant going there now. Oh man, I need that in the fun in the playoffs. And that's really. that's the other squad. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies oh, got absolutely. better with Kennard. The Clippers got better. The Clippers are still the huge question mark, but the Clippers got better. At the deadline with their guard depth, getting Bones Highland, getting Eric Gordon. Um, they they traded. Uh, they got what center did they get? They got a center because they moved off of Reggie Jackson and got a center, which I liked because after oh, you. Plumley. They got Plumley. They got Plumley. I like that because you didn't need, with Bones now, you do not need Reggie Jackson. You got rid of John Wall, who went back to the Rockets. Oh, man. Yeah. He'll get bought he's, out. He's going to get bought out, but it's just hilarious it, that he went back to the Rockets after what he and said. It, and it looks like Westbrook might go to the Clippers, which is, you know, however you feel about that. You know, that could – most people would say that might be a minus. It could be a plus. Who knows? You just never fucking know with Russ. Uh, there's a lot of evidence that that could be negative. Uh, but and, – and look, Kawhi's been playing his ass off as of the last month. Like, he's been putting up – prime Kawhi numbers been doing prime Kawhi things but the Clippers are just a huge question mark you never know but the Nuggets Grizzlies Warriors question mark uh and Suns man that's that's I don't know the West is going to be interesting it's going to be so interesting now you got Kyrie with the Mavs it's just going to be much like last year it's going to be a fucking gauntlet yeah whereas in the, whereas in the East now it's officially a three-team race it's officially with the Cavs on sleeper watch don't I'm not gonna disrespect the Cavs here. Cavs are right there, but I think they're about a year away. But for sure, you got the Celtics, the Bucks who got better, and now Philly, who's just quietly just been dominating the last month and a half. Like very quietly, just been dominating. Uh, did so, you see that the that uh, the Kyle Lowry trade almost didn't go through, but Pat Riley was sleeping, or did go through, but Pat Riley was sleeping, so it didn't. I saw something about That's that. Hilarious! <laughs> it's like, yeah, the deal deal for him to go to the Clippers, which actually would have been interesting for them to get a veteran point guard, was nearly finalized, but Riley could not be reached for approval because he was resting. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, it was good that, old Pat. <laughs> it was, it was an active, 
done for sure. It's uh, I just I'm not. I can't wait to see how all this shapes out. I think I think the Bucks in the East are scary. I really do. I think I think the Bucks, especially if Middleton can stay healthy, I am scared most of them. And they have uh, one less team to worry about now with the Nets being just eliminated. Yeah, like they they didn't also make sense. They traded for Finney Smith and they traded for Spencer Dinwiddie, which you felt were win now moves, and then they traded their win now piece. So it was like it kind. And look, like, the Nets are. I feel like you know to that. I feel like they're in a good spot. You know, they're they've got a lot of competitive players uh, that are tradable pieces. You got Ben Simmons there. You just got a lot of good players with a good record. Like, they're going to end up in the playoffs. Oh, like, yeah, no- they'll be a playoff team, and they'll probably lose in the first round. I just was thinking to myself, too, but, like, if you do trade with Kyrie to the Lakers and you do get those, like, the picks that they were never wanting to trade, those unprotected ones, you get even more picks. I would have just – not that you knew – I mean, they must have known that KD wasn't going to stay there if Kyrie was there, if, if, if it happened this quickly. They were- they were planning on it. They they said immediately after the Kyrie trade they wanted to build around them, and then you know Kevin Durant must have said fuck all that, I'm out. Okay, uh, so I would say then that if that's the, if they, I mean obviously 2020, you would look back and be like you would take the Lakers trade probably because you would just be completely building for the future. But if they really didn't know that KD was gonna leave, then you can't blame them because they were trying to at least make a competitive roster. So yeah, that's and um, I think it is. A, I think that's a I think it's almost a better package than the Lakers. You would have got back Westbrook in picks in 27 and 29, whereas you get four unprotected picks, some second-round picks, and a really good player in Mikel Bridges. Oh, no, you no, know? no. I mean for the Kyrie trade. Oh, okay. True, true. I guess the owner told them trade him anywhere but the Lakers because that's what Kyrie wanted. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That so up. that's why I, so I understand. I meant like I would have traded Kyrie to the Lakers – to oh, get God, the, to get those picks back, and, and then, then and then jump. trade KD and get like eight or like seven unprotected first. Yeah, no, you're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. That's what I'm. I didn't, but I didn't know if but they I, didn't know that KD. If because if they didn't know that KD was gonna request out right after Kyrie did, then they did the right move because they were trying to build. Hey, we can still win with this roster. We have Kevin Durant, so I can't blame them. But like looking back, I was like. We could have gotten that Lakers pick too, and really, and well, really. The deal, they, the deal they really should have took, and it's ironic now because KD went to the Suns, and who knows if it was an actual offer? It very well could have just been a talk on the phone, but supposedly it was going to be Chris Paul and Jay Crowder for Kyrie, which that would have been very interesting if they go back to the Nets, and then does KD stay? Because that you know that's or- not. It's not a bad back. <laughs> or just trade, or do that, and then trade even more picks, and then add <laughs> Bridges and Cam Johnson. Just do a hold for Katie and Kyrie go there. <laughs> Imagine, just do both of them trade. <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to wrap my head around it. I think, I don't know. I think the Suns will for sure be in the conference finals. They have, but like. If they don't, like, that's just, that's tough. Like, I mean, I get but, if you don't win at all because you need the cohesion, but if they don't get to the conference finals, their talent alone should get them to. But but also saying that, that's almost, you know, I say that, but it's almost disrespectful to the Grizzlies, Nuggets, and Warriors because, and the Warriors, again, they're a question mark because if this trade goes through and they get GP back, 
you know, I think that puts them in a great spot, especially yeah. if Clay is the way he's going. Um, and Steph's Grizzlies, injuries have been okay, like to not like, so he should be able to get back in rhythm. Then you have obviously what you have. They'll be they'll be eight deep and be able to really perform. Yeah, as long as they can stay healthy, everything should be okay there. Um, Grizzlies, I wish they would have gotten a wing. They I mean, I guess talk they- to Mikel Bridges, and if they would have gotten Mikel, oh man, defensively they would have been. Disgusting. Well, the one they were, they were supposed to be in on Anobi. You know, Bridges yeah. was only because of KD, but Anobi was supposedly going to fetch three first rounders, this and that, and then Anobi never gets moved. Uh, and then you know the Warriors were allegedly in on him too, uh, but they, you know, they end up getting Canard, which is a good pickup for them. He can play a little point and obviously can shoot it. Uh, but I wish I would have seen them get a wing. They're they're very interesting to me in how they do in the playoffs. Yeah. Just because youth. Because they got everything, but they just they need some maturity there, I would say. Yeah, um, Dylan Brooks might lose them a series by doing could, something stupid. Depending depending on their health and if Bane's there and such and such. Because if they got their full squad, Dylan Brooks takes a little bit of a backseat. But, you know, had they added, whether it's a Noble or even Jay Crowder, then you can kind of eliminate Brooks a little bit or even trade him if you need to. But uh, And then the Nuggets, you know, you want to talk about slept on. They're the number one seed, and, you know, Jokic is playing his ass off per usual. Maybe better than he has over the last couple of years. Which is ridiculous, you know what I mean? And yeah, I was going to say, he's tw- I mean, last year he was 27-14-8. I mean, this year's 25-11-10, but you have to think the efficiency went from 58 to 63%. And the three-point percentage went from 33.7 to 39. Yeah, it's stupid. So Jokic, he, is, Jokic is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but their, their question, too, and I think they got better on defense, but that would still be their question mark in the playoffs. Is, you know, can they get stops against a team like the Suns? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. I, I also, this is my very last thing I'm going to say, uh, Wish All-Star break was, and I think I mentioned this last time, wish All-Star break was a little bit earlier, like truly at the halfway point. Yeah. I could be wrong. I think it used to be a little earlier. I, you know, it's been around Valentine's Day forever, but I think at one point it was even, like, closer to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They're a week apart still, but I think, like, at one point the Super Bowl was on my birthday weekend, and I think All-Star weekend might have been, like, the first week of February, you know? But yeah. now... Now there's like 25 games left in the season. So after the All-Star break, it's literally a sprint to the finish, which is usually the most exciting part of the season. So, yeah, that's it. You know, I just think it's weird with, you know, they go trade deadline, All-Star weekend, then your last 20, 25 games. But regardless, this is is the time to hone in on the NBA season. It's kind of perfect because it is after the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, the dramatics are over, and now it's – separates the men from the boys as far as you know playoff teams go so we'll find out a lot over these last eight weeks of the season and the last thing i do want to quickly mention right before because this is the last thing i have really is we mentioned the nuggets we mentioned the grizzlies we mentioned the suns we mentioned the warriors i want to just throw in the new look mavericks with luca and Kyrie because that offense could manage to do some damage that's all I wanted to say. And the Clippers, if they get healthy with Ka- Kawhi, Paul George, then now they, I was gonna say, if they have Bones Highland, they have depth, they'll be interesting too. 
That's all. Yeah, I think I think all three of the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers should feel happy. Um, well, look, the Heat maybe not be as good as last year, and they're going to be on the buyout market. Shit, maybe they get Westbrook, right? They're going to get somebody because mm-hmm. Beverly will be out there. John Wall will be out there. Westbrook will be they'll out there. Go get, gonna, they'll go get Beverly probably. He fits exactly what the Heat do. They'll get somebody. And like the Celtics last year, I said how they were so beat up from even the Nets series. That, that wasn't necessarily a physical series, but that's going to – Yeah, you're facing Katie and Kyrie in all four of those games. It was a sweep, but they were close games, right? So that you know that plays like a later round series. Then you go play the Bucks, which is a that's conference like a, finals series. Yeah, yeah that was essentially a conference finals where they beat the shit out of each other. Like that was a rough series. Then you go and face the Heat, and that was literally a hockey series. Like that felt like it was straight out of the two thousands or nineteen nineties. That was an ugly series. And then by the time they get to the finals, they're beat up. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be the West this year. You just mentioned like the Mavericks might be a first round exit, but I can guarantee you that's going to be more than a five game series, regardless of who they play. Uh, yeah, was, shit. I think they're. I think the four or five right now is Phoenix, Phoenix and Mavericks. Right now, right now it's Denver one. Like if you took out the play ins, right now Golden State would be playing Denver, Memphis would be playing the Pelicans, the Kings would be playing the Clippers, the Mavs would be playing the Suns. Every one of those is at least at least five games and should go six at least. Every single one of those. And then the Nuggets but, would if the Nuggets had to see one team, it's not the Warriors in the first round. They would not right. they do not want to see them. And so yeah, you take any one of those eight teams, because all eight that you just mentioned, maybe aside from the Mavericks, but the other seven, depending on where Golden State ends up. I think could make deep playoff runs. Like the, Pelic- the Kings are more interesting than people will give them credit for with Fox and Sabonis. They've been playing great. Yeah. And maybe them, I wouldn't say them for a deep playoff run just because they are so new, but they are talented enough to where you can definitely push someone to six games. Mike Brown's done a terrific job with them. He, they, they can I upset he, someone, yeah. I hope he's getting all the credit he deserves. I haven't heard much about him, but he deserves it for them because they've been – one of the more steady teams in the West outside of the Grizzlies. Or, yeah, the Grizzlies. He uh, would Nuggets. probably be coach of the year right now. Should be. Absolutely should be. It'd be, like, it'd be him. Uh, I can't think of it. What Celtics, Celt, the Celtics coach name? I don't know why it's escaped. Joe Missoula. Joe Missoula. He would be another one just because, obviously, the Celtics went to the finals last year, but you would think that with a new whole new coach, he might take a step back, and he's got the best record in the league, so he might be in that conversation too. So those would be yeah. the two fairly front runners for me right now. But you know, if you're a team like the Nuggets or the Suns, who like those are the two teams right now, we're for sure being like, all right, they should at least conference finals. Um, <laughs> they're gonna be beat up by the time they get to round three. One of them's got to see the Grizzlies. One of them's got to see the Suns. One of them's got to see the Mavericks or Warriors, or both of them see both. Like, there's a yeah. world where both, it, if the both of them sees like. Multiple teams that they don't and the uh, yeah the other one's gonna get the the Clippers and the Kings. You got to deal with the Kings offense. Got to deal with the Clippers and Kawhi and Paul George, and whoever else they yeah. got. Um, and now they got shooters back with Eric Gordon and Bone. Like Clippers intrigue me. I don't necessarily believe in them, but well, they also they get, got Robert Covington, which is 
Yeah, they got roll call on the low there too. Uh, yeah, the the Clippers definitely intrigue me because they got all the pedigree. They just never fucking play, you know. Yeah. But Kyrie, or sorry, not Kyrie, Kawhi is starting to put games together. He's actually starting to play more than Paul George. It seems like, and he's putting up, you know, Kawhi production. So you just you just really never know. And I do want to throw the Lakers in here. I do like the moves they made. I think Mo Bamba and LeBron running the pick and pop is going to be hella interesting. D'Angelo Russell being able to shoot, but also get his own shot. Man, I don't know. They're going to be. They'll be in the playoffs. They might. I I can't guarantee that. I I think they got a better chance, but just the trio of LeBron playing with D'Angelo Russell and Mo Bamba is almost, especially Mo Bamba is comedy to me. Just because LeBron just loves veteran players. And Mo Bamba is certainly not. He's got all the promise and potential. Like, if he does just sit there and rebound, block shots, and hit threes on the pick and pop, that's an asset, especially next to AD. But he's, he's a big a better hit. version of Thomas Bryant. What he needs to do. Right? And, uh, and D'Angelo, I mean. As long as he's not talking in the locker room again, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, if he's not leaking videos of, you know, people talking about their side chicks, he should be all right. But no, for real, I mean, D'Angelo, I just don't know about because he's such a – he. when people talk about poor man's version of this or that, he's truly the poor man's version of Kyrie because, yeah, he can fill it up and, yeah, he can get his own shot, but he's not nearly as explosive as someone like Kyrie. Um, Good for him. He, he's shooting 39% from three this year, which the Lakers needed. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah exactly. They definitely improved on shooting. That's great for them. The buyout but, market will be big for them too if they can get another just spot up shooter. Yeah, yeah, if they could, if they could, but defense is still gonna haunt them. They can't guard anybody. Defense is certainly not gonna guard anybody. Uh, so I don't know. I I can't. I really can't wait to watch the Lakers. And are they getting zombie AD? Or are they getting the Anthony Davis we saw the first few weeks of the season? Mm-hmm. TBD, TBD, but no, I really, I'm intrigued. I can't wait for the second half. I can't wait for the all-star break, which seems to be very D-League heavy. We'll talk about the all-star break and what we expect out of that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a great second half of the season, and I'm excited for it. We know one thing, the NBA will bring drama. They always do. It'll be dramatic. We'll have some great games. We should have some great games. And, yeah, it'll set up for an amazing playoffs, especially in the Western Conference. Yep. All right, that, I'm good. You good? Do you have anything else you need to get off your chest? No, I'm ready to talk Super Bowl tomorrow. I'm ready to talk Super Bowl tomorrow. I got a lot to say about this matchup. And, uh, you know, you'll hear me say this tomorrow. I'll just say it right now. I really have no idea still who I'm going to pick or what way I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I have certain feelings about both teams that make me, you know, think I should pick each one. Yeah. I truly don't know who my final pick is going to be. But I I think this is going to be a great game regardless, a one-score game regardless. Who will come out on top, though, I truly have no idea. But you can tell me. We'll find out tomorrow. (laughs) We'll find out out tomorrow. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, well, this was the Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Warner Brothers Podcast, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>